When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. Welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shopta at C70. You've got Alan Medlock over there as always, a Medlock one doing this as the sun comes up on Saturday morning. And thankfully, the sun is starting to set on the 2023 Cardinal season. Just two games left this afternoon and tomorrow afternoon. And Alan, if they hopefully they're not games like we saw last night, because this is a bad year. And a lot of bad things. That was really, really ugly. Yeah, fortunately, um, when I look back and think, man, that Wainwright about would have been really cool to see. I'm glad I kind of missed it because <laughs> that, that we have two more opportunities to see it again in the weekend. My, I was at homecoming football last night, and my phone was going off with, with the with the updates the whole time, and I was thinking, wow, it was extremely active. And I was checking the score, and I was like, I'm glad I didn't decide to stay home and watch that. My goal was to. Watch tonight and tomorrow since it wraps it up. But I knew last night was probably 50 50 at best. Then uh, I think I'd made the right bet on that one. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, I was out at our high school football game as, as well because my daughter was getting her quiz bowl championship ring. And so when I got home from that, yeah, I just happened to, of course, you know, again, you know, I haven't watched all year long. And uh, so I picked up the phone to check the score. I'd seen some reference to, I had a feeling it was bad. And it was, you know, 14 to two. I was like, oh, it's really bad. Okay. Um, and it didn't get any better <laughs> except for the Wade ride at bat. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I had to check. It was Woodford pitching and, you know, which is okay. I knew it wasn't Michael. I, I, and I guess that's the thing right now, right? I mean, you don't really matter who does what because, you know, most of their pitching staff is not going to be here next year. The people yeah. that are around. I mean, Michaelis is the only guy that 
I mean, you really wouldn't like to see, you don't like to see Thompson get beat up because he is going to be maybe part of next year's team. But, you know, Woodford, Rom, Hudson, you know, if they're giving up seven runs, it doesn't matter because you already know what you've got with him. And they're either going to be around like Rom's going to be probably a triple A, you know, next year yeah. and Hudson. And, and we'll, you know, maybe we'll talk some about that later, but, um, and you know, the lineups are, well, we do a game on the discord. And if you're interested in getting on our discord, let, you know, send me a message. I'll get you in there. But we were doing a game over there called what we called last man standing, which is basically pick the last, um, before the, ser- before the series starts, you pick the last Cardinal batter to get an extra base hit or an out and the last Cardinal pitcher to throw, uh, to, to issue a walker to get a strikeout. And by the last, this last couple of series, you've had to like pull up the roster to see who actually is available to do this. Right. Cause none of these names are, you know, well, you were talking about it before the show. So few of these names were even here. Uh, you know, even at the all-star break, you didn't know these guys. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the uh, the lineup from Wednesday in Milwaukee was was it, it was it was interesting, and there it adds a little bit of excitement to watch it. But yeah, I, the first thing that I thought about, I was like, man, I don't know. I mean, even in a clinch year, you don't have any, have the, have these names up, and it, it it was just interesting to see. I was I, just their their modus operandi. I guess this year has just been strange altogether, and it was one of those that just like, hey. This happened. Let's just see what we've got now. <laughs> you know, type deal. Let's just roll it out. Let's have some fun with this. Is what it seems like. I think it would be more. We would be more excited. I mean, and not excited. We're never going to be excited about a ninety win, ninety loss season. Yeah, but September would be more interesting if there were prospects play. Right. I mean, you do have Jordan sure. Walker, and and this the losses got Mason win here maybe a little bit faster than he would. But you're seeing guys that you aren't going to see again, right? I mean, it took forever even for Juan Yepes to get up here. And I'm not, you know, we'll, again, we'll get into these kind of things, maybe the tonight, maybe the other shows. But, you know, I'm not 100% sure Juan Yepes is here. You don't have this, you know, okay, they lost 90 games, but you get to see the the foundation of the next rate Cardinals team. You know, you're, you know, it's just a... <laughs> a bunch of no-name guys that are going to be cut at the end of the year. And that's what makes, I think, this last couple of weeks just so much more painful than if they were losing 90 games, but, you know, they had a lineup of guys that you were going to see for a while. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I I don't know. That's well put just because I was looking at it and I was thinking, and and those are the names I thought about exactly. I mean, you get, you get to see the catcher's battle, which is, which is, which has been a a little bit, a little bit of fun. Right. And you see win and you see Walker, but other than that, everything else is just playing out the string and seeing how much longer the guys get to stick around. You you see, you know, Irving Lopez, great story. You know, that's one. I I like that. You know, bring him up. Right. Bring him up, give him exposure, see what happens. Karakito, kind of the same thing, but it's it's still just odd to see that it's I you know we brought up spoiled several times even before the show, and you don't want to use the term, but yeah, that's just that's just where we are, and um, and it, and it's just it I don't know, it's just all around odd just how how things have played out this year. Yeah, for sure, and and you know, there's no doubt that attendance has suffered because of it, and I think that. You know, Dane Perry wrote over at his Substack, uh, 
week or so ago know about how you know attendance does make a difference and i think it does i mean again granted you know thirty thousand people you know or twenty thousand people maybe in the stands or whatever maybe even less and ticket sales are still you know 35 or whatever and that's the ticket sales are the biggest thing obviously but i mean i don't think i don't think this front this organization likes seeing empty seats in september whether they're sold or not i mean they'd rather them you know but I, I don't, I think that they have a little bit of, and I know a lot of people would disagree probably, but I think they have pride in this organization. They want it to be the crown jewel. They want to have full crowds and excitement in September and going into October every year. And to see this kind of year, I, I really do think that it's going to, it's going to cause a paradigm shift. Um, you know, maybe not, maybe we'll go into this off season. It'll be the same as it ever was, but I don't think so. I think that, you know, seeing, cause I don't, I don't know what the attendance was last night, but it was less right for, even for the, you know, kickoff of Wainwright weekend for it not to be kind of sold out kind of, you know, indicates to the people in charge that, Hey, something is fundamentally different here. Yeah. And the, and the, uh, I, you know, there's a, there's an element of people that are going to listen to us that are going to love this because it's going to you're going to shine a light on what the perceived greed is of the organization, mm-hmm. and that the one way to finally get change get to to make changes was that there was going to be less people in the seats, less revenue coming through. Mm-hmm. Which there's somewhat I, I I believe in that, and I don't know if it's necessarily a belief or just a relief that hey, now you can see that that uh, we're a little bit vanilla. And you're going to have to, to shake some things up. And, and it, it's hard to believe that you're in a situation like you are um, with two superstars in your lineup. You right. know what I mean? And, and two top 10 prospects that are in the lineup every day. You know, that's it's kind of hard to believe that you're at that point. But that's kind of, that's what I feel is a little bit refreshing about what what has happened is, is I kind of want to echo your sentiments on that, that you and I are always skeptical of, of – uh, the uh, oh, you know, they say they're going to do this, but they're going to do it on the bottom tier, not the top tier. But mm-hmm. I, I think that they see the fact that they have to improve so much, and one of the indications there are the people that they that that usually buy tickets every night that that we are going to see some substantial changes on the roster, and a lot of that will probably be additions. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, again, the fact that you know we have gone over this before, but the fact that they've come out and, and Mo has specifically said three pitchers we need to get three pitchers he didn't say we need to get pitching he didn't say we need to get see if we can get it'd be nice to get three i mean they've said they've kind of put their marker down they're going to get three pitchers now yeah you know that's not saying that they will but that it's just also a it's a lot harder to fudge right i mean we 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 went on them and a lot of people did this off season, right? Cause Mo was out there at this time last year saying payroll's going to go up, right? Payroll was going to go up and payroll went up $3 and 22 cents. I mean, basically, yeah. but, but it did go up and, 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 you know, so you're just like, you're, you're technically correct. The best kind of correct, but you know, it, which I mean, I guess in that case, yeah, you could go out and get three pitchers and they're no name guys, but I, I don't, you know, obviously, they're going to get somebody now. Maybe they're not going to go out and get the the Snells and the Yamamoto's. Yamamoto's. Anyway, uh, I, I still think they may be in the in that ballpark, but I, you know, maybe they don't. But still, even three 
good pitchers. I mean, I don't even say serviceable because I think you need more than serviceable, but good pitchers with this team, you know, at least gets them back into the divisional favorite race. Maybe it doesn't get you that far into the postseason like everybody wants, but even three serviceable pitchers with this lineup should be a contending team. Uh, if they go even better, then that's great, and that's what we want. But I just, I just think the fact that they are being so specific, you know, knowing they can be called into account, and and the media is going to. I mean, they're going to get articles and stuff like that saying, "Hey, they said they're going to do this, and they didn't do it." I think when they put down that kind of marker, that they plan to, uh, they plan to go through it. Yeah, there never is. And you're right. I mean, the uh, the guy, <laughs> we were skeptical about the the payroll comment last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we we didn't think they were going to get Trey Turner. You know what I mean? One of those yeah. type of situations. And we, and we and that's I mean we 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 that's you and I both agreed on that. Um, I did I did find this one interesting this year to where they were very specific on what they needed because I don't think that we've ever heard that. That uh, you've always heard that, heard that well, you know, we find center field a weakness. We're gonna we're gonna do that, and we're gonna make play in, in that arena, or you know, we're gonna add add depth and this and this and this this the the typical lines. This is pretty direct, and this is pretty direct of hey, I think we screwed up, and we're gonna make it right. I mean, I felt like you could read read between the lines on that one, and that's that's something that we have not seen out of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, last year they did say they needed to go get a catcher. Um, which was a little bit more specific too. It, it, it's very true, and you know what? That's that I the parallels between Dexter Fowler and Wilson Contreras to me are it's it uh, insane how how similar they were to me. Yeah. To where those were the guys that were out there, the low hanging fruit. They were the guys I see every every day, and the fact that there was a weak market for both of those made them that made them so. Um, appealing to the Cardinals because they, they were necessarily the best guys on the market. And, and uh, both of them had a few bruises on them that th- let them play in a little bit better Cardinal payroll, if that makes sense. Right. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it was one of those, even I remember having the conversation last year in either November, or December, right before the, uh, right before the winter meetings. And I, I said the, the comment, I don't know if they'll get Contreras. I felt like they were going to go, I felt like he wasn't worth the loss of the draft pick to them. They value those so much that they were mm-hmm. going to get the top free agent on the market, and uh, not top free. Yeah, I well, I cannot. I'm honestly, I cannot remember the guy from Houston who was who was available that I felt like the Cardinals may bring in. But uh, but one, the Contreras still has worked out. But you, you're right, you're right. They did make that targeted, but I still feel like even that target was a little bit soft. Yeah, I mean, they. You're right. They didn't say how they were going to, or that they were going to go get, yeah, a, a top notch catcher. Although they, yeah. they wound up. You're right. You mentioning Fowler made me think. You know, remember how the slow start that Fowler had, kind of compared to the slow start Contreras had, and then Fowler wound up with a fairly decent first year. Uh, maybe not as well as Contreras. Contreras really turned it on, obviously. And I, yeah. I don't know that we're going to be able to draw comparisons for that those contracts, you know, going forward. But uh, yeah, you sure. can definitely see the similarities where it started out. Um, well, so, I, I think Contreras has won favor much quicker than Fowler did. I don't know if Fowler yeah. ever did, honestly. Well, and, and Fowler had the problem that, you know, by spring training, Tommy Pham was coming along. 
And so when he had a slow start and fam was, was hot and, you know, it was like, why don't we continue to run Dexter Fowler out there and blah, blah, blah. blah. And yeah, I think that Fowler never did quite overcome that or that slow start. Well, and you know what? I mean, that, that, that is a fantastic point because the, the, not only fam, a Rosarena. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because if you remember, their offense was terrible. The same thing that we talked about last week on those outline numbers of Carpenter and Fowler both were in that area of, hey, they are going to turn it around, but they have it, and we're approaching the break, and a Rosarena, they couldn't get him out. Right. And there was a there was a, oh, a big-time question of why is he not playing, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They, uh they wouldn't promote him. And that was part of, part of why. Yeah, that's right. I've forgotten about that. Um, yeah. Fowler had a lot of different things going on and, and maybe, maybe a little bit of retrospective will, will help him. Although he never did, you know, just have a great career in St. Louis. He was here for a while. And I, you know, I think at some point in time, maybe he'll get welcome back, but you know, obviously he's always going to be more at home with the, the Cubs fan base just because he was part of that team that, sure. that won the world series. And that's understandable. Um, but yeah, I mean, Contreras had the, I don't want to say the benefit, but if you're looking at how he can connected with the fan base, he had the benefit of management throwing him under the bus because, you know, I think a lot of people tend to, you know, in that situation, you know, automatically like this is wrong. And it was, I mean, it was a terrible thing for the Cardinals to do. And that I think helped as well to try to, you know, alleviate what could have been worse situation for him because if he did struggle quite a bit then yeah there's a lot of pressure of this big contract and this former cub and all that but all of a sudden you know hey why are you treating him like this you know there's a little bit of defense that comes to it and then he starts hitting and everybody's hunky-dory with him i think for the most part i don't you know that's out of all the people in this lineup right now well definitely not right now obviously because he's not there but out of all the people on this roster he may be the one that has the least arrows pointing toward him right now. Yeah, true. True. The, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch that. I mean, that's, it, that's a great point. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I, I want to so bad, just go just pour into the off season already, but I felt like we've just beat that dead horse already. You know what I mean? Because we have <laughs> You know, I mean, we. I mean, we're gonna spend the next couple of weeks to see who's gonna make a roster, yeah. and uh, yeah, you, you. My mind's just racing on things that could could potentially happen. But you're you're exactly right on that. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like there's been a whole lot on this on the, you know, on the field to talk about either. Since we recorded last, the Cardinals won on Saturday, and they won on Tuesday. But you know, in the midst of that, they had you know last night's ugly loss. They had a ten run loss to the Padres on Sunday. You know, lost two or three to a Brewers team that, you know, cl- had already clinched. I mean, the Cardinals won the game before they clinched the division. So they're two after, you know, those afterglow games that you usually kind of beat up on a team. They still lost those games. Um, I guess the only silver lining in this week is that the Cubs look like they're going to play themselves out of the playoffs. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny you bring that up. I I was watching Quick Pitch this morning, and I thought, I go, I bet that gets a mention on the show because they are boy, isn't it? Fourteen in the last nineteen or something like that, and something. four in a row. I mean, it's it's a bad situation. 
Well, I mean, it's your point of view if it's a bad situation or not. But um, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. But yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I didn't know we were make it anyway. Yeah, because I mean, just yeah, just a couple of weeks or uh, a week or so ago, yeah, it looked like man, it was, it was a tight race, but it was hard to see how the Cubs weren't going to make it. And now, you know, if the Marlins and I get the Marlins are really going to try to win today. I'm sure because they don't want to go back to you know or to, you know one of the two days, but I bet they try to win it really hard to win today, so they don't have to play that makeup inning um, they've got uh, on Monday. But you know that's. Uh, to, to know that they have to kind of win out and even that may not work. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and the Reds technically are still in the hunt too. Um, and I got to say, we, we've had this whole debate this week about Adam Wainwright getting his at bat, which of course he got last night because the game was way out of hand, but there was this concept that Adam Wainwright shouldn't take at bats um, in games that matter and to the Reds because yeah. no, no game matters to the Cardinals now. Where do you think about that? I mean, where, where are you standing on that? Um, you, last week we, I, I made the comment. I said, well, I bet he hits, but it's probably going to be, it's going to be situational just to see how, where, situa- where Cincinnati is in the standings just through the integrity of it. You know, the thing is they, they've coined this as Wainwright weekend. And to me, his career is going to, it kind of trumps what's going on necessarily with Cincinnati right now. And I, I'm kind of coming full circle on that because if, if it was a, you know, it's definitely, it's a home series. They're going to, uh, you know, I mean, I really don't care. It's one yeah. of those, I don't, I don't think that ultimately, I don't think Wainwright hitting in any of these games is, is any worse than the lineup they're putting out there daily. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I can understand wanting to take to treat this the sanctity of the game to some degree, right? I mean, the Reds are playing for something, and you don't want to look like you've just thrown it away, uh, that you're just handing them the game. That being said, you look at this lineup, it's hard not to say that. Um, but if you had Adam Wainwright in your lead, you know, as your DH for the game, okay, fine. That might be a little bit of a of a stretch. But for him to get an at bat at some point in time, even in a four to two game or something like that, it's not going to make any difference. I mean, if they, if they if he had not gotten an at bat this week because of that, that would have been ridiculous, right? I mean, they just it, yeah. Um, I'm glad he got one last night. I kind of feel like it's kind of feels like Matt Holiday retirement weekend, right? He uh, you know that Friday week, the Friday they bring him off the injured list. He hit a home run as a pinch hitter in his Friday game. Then he came into the Saturday game and hit what a, a double that a, a RBI double, I think. And of course, Sunday they brought him and then they just, they didn't let him. They put him in the field and then took him off to so get the standing ovation. I, I kind of getting that feeling, right? That Adam Wainwright's going to wind up getting that bat in each game uh, somehow, one way or another. Yeah, it's uh, I uh, it's sure hoping for a hit last night. Just kind of remind you of the holiday home run, the the emotional <laughs> side of that. Because I like I said I didn't watch the game last night, but I watched the highlights when I got home, and uh, I was kind of wanting to know how much they were just literally going to challenge him with fastballs just to see what he could hand, what could could handle. And I think they did for the most part. Um, he hits again this weekend, right? Oh yeah, I I think That's, I would think so. I think so. I think he's got to hit 
at least on Sunday. He he's getting on the field Sunday somehow, and I imagine it's it's that. Yeah, they uh yeah, I yeah, like last night, even with the ovations and everything, I was thinking, you know, I I bet it wouldn't surprise me if it was once in the next or uh, pinch hit the next two games of some fashion or have a lot yeah. of fun in DH on Sunday. Yeah, I I don't I don't think this organization is that much fun. <laughs> I mean, I, and I get it. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I just point. don't. I mean, even though it doesn't matter, even though, you know, I think they have, you know, they have their limits to how much fun they're going to have. I don't think they'll DH Wainwright in, in Sunday's game. I really yeah. wish they would. And if I was managing, I would just because, you know, might as well do something. Uh, plus the fact that, I mean, golly, last night, what his exit velocity was 102 or something like that. I mean, yeah. you know, he put, you know, hit, hit three homers. Now I don't know. I mean, he could, I, I would assume he could handle that, right? He's dealing with, you know, they've taped his ribs in to make sure they don't pop out all that kind of stuff. Maybe he doesn't have four at bats in him for a game, but you know, maybe at least you'd, you list him as your DH to start the game on Sunday. And that may be what you do, right? You start him as DH on Sunday, let him get in at bat. And then in the second at bat, you pinch it for him after he's been announced, you know, so he can walk off with it over. Yeah. Um, something like that. I don't know. Um, again, I don't know that this organization is, is that creative <laughs> or that, or that. <laughs> yeah. You know, that. And, I agree. And that, yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, it, it, and it's one of those, it, 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 not to go down a different path, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure Marmol is that fun. I can't get a read on him. I, I don't know. It's really strange. You know, I don't know. I mean, he definitely has a serious side to it. We always see that. And, and he's dealt with a lot this year. And, you know, we've, we've talked about, and I know that came back up with Gabe Kapler being fired yesterday that, you know, wow, he's gone and, and Marmol's not. But, you know, he's dealt with a lot this year. I will say I thought it was very interesting, and I think it's a positive sign for, for Marmol, is Albert Pujols had his um, charity golf tournament sometime. One of the off, I guess probably the 14th, yeah. maybe, uh, when they had an off day. And Marmol was there. I mean, he was there, you know, with pictures of him laughing with everybody and all that stuff. And I think, I mean, uh, you know, are you obligated to invite him? I don't know that he, I mean, I don't know that Albert Pujols is obligated to, to invite Arlie Marmol. I think he did because he wanted to. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, the guys are, I think the guys are fine with Marmol. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know that he's the most hilarious guy out there or the loosest guy, but I don't know that he's quite the, this rigid um, disciplinarian either. I, I, I think he fits the personality of a lot of the club, people in that clubhouse, which could be a problem. I mean, you know, because they are guys that work hard and, you know, have a little bit of fun while they're doing it. They're not necessarily guys that are, but that's changing, right? I mean, you've got Newt Bar, you've got Walker, you've got Wynn, um, guys that are definitely showing their personality. You've got Nolan Arnauto, who's just insane. Um, but it's a different type of thing, different type of personality than the other guys. Um, I, I think, we're, you know, maybe that's maybe that's the next market inefficiency is to find some guys that can play, but also can have a good time doing it. 
Yeah, and just the, the breath of fresh air type situation, you know, mm-hmm. release the pressure valve a little bit that we talk about all the time. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, that that's the one refreshing part has been the young guys, um, and uh, it, it, it's it's funny. I I don't know, and there's a lot of stoicism out of uh, out of Marmol, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you would, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen him laughing, and there's there's times on the bench where where he's cutting up with the guys quite a bit. Yeah. But when the camera when I think when he knows the camera's on him, he doesn't want to play that card at all. And I definitely don't think that he wants to look on the foolish side by doing something lineup that's a non traditional type lineup to have fun on, on the final game of the season. I mean that's I I, I I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um you know that that said who knows I mean he could surprise us. Um I really wish, of course, now I will say last night didn't make a lot of sense because for some reason they had listed Albert, uh, Albert, that would have been a sworn. I wish they had done that. Um, they had listed Adam Wainwright as a pitcher, which he's never going to pitch again, right? So since they had listed him as a pitcher, he had to leave the game because I've forgotten exactly what that worked out. Basically, he... Uh, if he didn't take the mound, then he couldn't be the DH. That kind of, I, you know, whatever. So he should have been listed as a hitter. And why they didn't, I don't know. Hopefully they'll rectify that in the future. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that. I agree. I don't know that Marmol's. I, I think he's got personality. I think he's, you know, again, Clubhouse seems to really like him. Um, but I don't know that he would go with shenanigans, as it were. Yeah. Um, so we'll find we'll find out and see. Um. Anyway, I'm that's that that's a, an interesting thing. And and again, you know, we get a chance to see Adam Wainwright off. You know, with his 200 wins, with everything he's done for this organization, I'm looking forward. I assume that you know Yadi and Albert will be around um, Sunday for the for the ceremony. Um, probably some other guys as well. You know, the video that the Cardinals put out after his 200th win was incredible and just shows, you know, a lot about what he is. Um, it's going to be a bit weird. I mean, it was weird this year without Yadi and, and Albert. We saw how things went. So maybe that kind of didn't, we didn't think about it as much because we were too busy about how bad this team was, but to not have any real legend Cardinal legend on the team next year, it's going to be, going to be weird, right? I mean, there's there's nobody ready. I mean, Goldsmith's not really ready to take that muddle up. Nolan Arnauto's not been here long enough. But, you know, I mean, when Wainwright came, Carpenter was here, and Carpenter already, you know, it didn't take him long to be that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe before him, maybe there was a bit of a gap. I don't, you know, you had, you know, Ozzy retired in 96. I don't know. You got Albert. Well, you had Albert then until 2001. So you haven't had a lot of times where there's not this this clear cut Cardinal legend, you know, Cardinal Hall, you know, that's there. And I don't know that they've got that right now. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're seeing a transition. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I, there's the, uh, there's marketing campaigns for Arnado and Goldsmith ramp up in the, uh, in the off season. You know, face of the franchise mm-hmm. type, type stuff. I mean, I, I've wondered about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're you're right. I mean, that's do they 
at Wainwright leaves, do they have a red jacket on the roster next year? Yeah, because I mean, eventually, both of the corners eventually will. Yeah, eventually they will. They just don't have because they because they established themselves somewhere else for so long. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it has the same feel. I mean, I still think you think of, and we obviously do. You know, Paul Goldschmidt is a Cardinal, Nolan Arenado is the Cardinal. I don't know that there's people out there that think of Nolan Arenado as a Rocky first versus yeah, the Cardinal. Uh, yeah, I agree. But maybe there are. Maybe there are people that think of, and I bet there are a lot of people that think of Paul Goldschmidt as a Diamondback first. Um, So I think those guys are. Um, But if you're looking for one of the, you know, it's been a while, right? Because I mean, you had the Matt Carpenters. You've had the the David Freeze along with Yachty and, and Wayne Wright. Those guys that, you know, had deep cardinal roots because they've been here pretty much their whole entire career. Then I don't know if you've got another one of those. I mean, Lars Newbar feels like a kind of guy that could be because he's the kind of guy that he's going to be good, but it also feels like a kind of guy that doesn't necessarily want to go out and necessarily get the – big free agent money, which is not going to be huge. I mean, he's, you know, it's not like he's a superstar. And so maybe he signs a long-term extension and maybe he plays with St. Louis like 10 years. And so could be a guy like that. I don't know. That's maybe my feeling besides, of course, you hope that Walker and Wynn are like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and you, you kind of, you wonder if that's not the, uh, the organizational hope, you know, that uh, we got these guys quick, top graphics, move through the system fast. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be some growing pains, but let's just see if they can't take over them, take that mantle. And that's, you know what? And I, I mean, that's gonna be fun to watch. To me, that's what mm-hmm. I love watching them in the lineup. I've had a good time watching this past month, even without a contention, with them out of contention, just the lineups that they've thrown out there. As interesting as they are, I mean, it's it's gotten worse in the next last two or three weeks because the lineups made out of guys that I just don't think are gonna be here, and uh, that kind of cuts back, it cuts down on the, to the prospect enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. It and uh, but 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 right, I mean, that, that's that's the hole that we've dug here, yeah. I, you know, in five years, when you talk about this team, you're not gonna be able to remember, you know, 20% of the <laughs> of these yeah, guys, I agree, I agree. you know, it's like, oh, this guy was, you know, who who had this many, you know, who I don't even know who's gonna have well, sure, Goldsmith and all that, but you know, who had the sixth most at bats on this team might be somebody like, you know, I don't know. Well, Tommy Emmett's probably there, but um, you're still going to have a lot of guys that you're just not ever going to be. Oh, yeah, that guy was on here. When you play, <laughs> when you play Immaculate Grid in a few years, although a lot of these guys aren't going to get another shot somewhere either, right? I mean, this is this is a quad A team right now, and a lot of quad A players, once they've had their shot at the majors, don't get another one. Sure, sure. And it's uh... – yeah, no, no, I agree with you on that. Um, it, it was funny when Amber and I were watching the game the other night, I was kind of describing that situation. I was, I was like, well, a lot of these guys are the ones that are going to be, I mean, like like Baker, just it, the, the spotlight's on him to me mm-hmm. because it's just like, man, you see the, the, the 30 home runs and all those things, and then you come up and, he, and you know, there's been a little bit of power, but by, by no means a lot. And it's just one of those things that, you know, it turns into the minor league novelty type. You know, I saw, I've seen a bunch of guys go through Tulsa like that. Uh, but, I mean, he's getting a shot and he's playing. And, you know, being a, you know, a, a, you know, a Midwest baseball guy, I mean, I've always appreciated to watch him. I watched him go through uh, college and play in Oklahoma City once and just wreck a ball on a, a parking 
uh, parkade in left field, you know, just impressive type stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's a name that, you know, it's, will be emergency use only if he's even with the organization next year. And I think that's going to be a bunch of the guys. Yeah. And there's a lot of these guys, you know, they're going to clear off. And again, that's something we want to talk about in the next couple of weeks, kind of really getting into maybe making our predictions on who's going to be back and who's not. But I mean, if you look at this 40 man roster, how many guys do you think come back next year off of it? Just as a ballpark. All right? If we don't get into names, just how many do you think you see again next year? Man, okay, I haven't pulled up, and I'm just shot in the dark. I know this is kind of boring, but, you know, it's <laughs> I mean, you can go through your outfielders and pick out two or three right away. Your infielders, definitely, I would think that there's probably four. You're looking at six. I think you can see between 10 to 12 guys removed. I think that's that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I mean, just looking at at some of these guys. But, and that's not even talking about, you know, some of these guys, you got to figure out one or two of these guys are getting traded. But even, you know, a lot yeah. of these guys are just, you know, end of the season, they're getting cut because, you know, they're going to need their 40-man spots. They've got to, let's see, do they have anybody in? Yeah, they got, um, it's not showing it here right now. There we go. Let me look at the 40 man. Um, but you know, you've got a clear room for guys like, uh, um, well, Carlson and others that are on the 60 day that or Donovan that need to come back. Cause you can't have the, the, the 60 day in the off season. So, you know, you got to clear two or three spots for those kind of guys, you know, what are they going to do with Wilking Rodriguez is going to be an interesting story. So yeah, I would imagine you're looking at at least, at least 10, if not more yeah. that clear off And that. I mean, I don't, you'd have to go back and look, but I feel like that's a, that's a pretty, I mean, that's, that's a quarter of your raw of your 40 man. Yeah. I, I don't, don't think that's normal. No. And you know, it, 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 there's probably some way to track it. I'm just not very good doing yeah. those things, but you're right. I mean, I got to 10 pretty easy. And the only reason I didn't go higher than that really, because I was thinking, well, I'm not sure about contract status on some of the arms that I know that they're going to need for, for depth purposes. Anyway. I mean, be like my, my thing is, is Woodford a Cardinal next year? Say what is Woodford a Cardinal next year? I mean, that those, that's one of the names that I was kind of thinking. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what it is, what what his contract status is, but I'm not sure if we've seen enough because it seemed like we've had these conversations the last three years. Yeah, I think that, man, I tell you, in a normal situation, and I think it probably, I think you've probably, he's non-tendered this offseason. I don't think they, let me look and see if I can figure out where he is on the, on the, if, but even so, I mean, I'm sure he's got another year of options. And I, he's got one more option year. Um, he's got two years of service time. So, and technically, he doesn't even, you know, he can be signed at a cheap rate. So, looking at that, yeah, I kind of think that he's probably on the roster. I think he winds up in Memphis next year, but I don't. I think he's low on the charts, but I can't see them just cutting him if they don't have to. Dakota Hudson, maybe a different story because he's in that spot where you can non-tender him. And I would expect, yeah, kind of feel like 
knock on wood that they'll do that. Although that might also be a situation where they don't really feel comfortable getting rid of any pitchers. But um, that is one hundred percent my skepticism on all that. But I do think. No, I don't. I can't tell you tell you the honest truth that they're done with Hudson. I mean, they, but be kept for the exact same reason. I th- I'm gonna maybe go maybe maybe that's wishful thinking here, but I think given the fact that Dakota Hudson has to go through arbitration this year, um, and given the fact that he's not shown anything that the Cardinals can't. Have. I mean, if they keep if they keep Woodford, they've got Dakota Hudson, right? I mean. So I feel like Dakota Hudson gets non-tendered. I think they probably, I think the fact that they struggled with pitching for so long this year before they brought him up, um, <laughs> yeah. some, some say the fact that he struggled at Memphis. I mean, I know he's probably leading the team in wins this year or pretty close to it just because of how the things have gone. But the, you know, it's, it's smoke and mirrors and the smoke's getting thin and the, um, so I, I think they non-tender him this year because nobody's going to trade for him. Yeah. Um, and I just, I can't, if the Cardinals get in a situation where they need Dakota Hudson next year, then the game, season's already over anyway. So, sure. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's an organization out there that thinks they can do something with him. Not Now, not necessarily willing enough to come in and trade for him. Right. But I would be willing to bet that someone would take a flyer and say, hey, look, let's just see what we can do. Oh, will he get a minor league contract somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would not completely rule out the idea that the Cardinals don't tender him and then sign him to a minor league contract. Yeah. But they're not going to pay the four or five million or whatever. I, I Let me see if I can even find his contract for this year to kind of guess. Um, but, you know, whatever it is, it's too much. Um Codes of Hudson's getting $2.6 two two, almost two, $2.6 this year. So his arbitration number, because those always go up, right? So he's going to be getting three, three and a half probably next year if, if they go to arbitration, even if the Cardinals lose. Um, I know that that's not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but I, I just, I don't think they, I don't think they keep him. Um, yeah. Is that music to yours? <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to be that way, and you know, if the coach, but you know, but we've talked oh, about, it. about it all the time. I don't know why I draw that comparison because I feel like that may be the most. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we went through John Gant and a bunch of those names, yeah, that, that that were similar pitches that we were just like, well, they're serviceable, you know. Let's just see what happens. But I felt like Hudson's been the whipping boy for us for the last couple of years. Well, and and, where he, I've even seen him throw in the minors, and I was like, man, he's impressive. But it's still the same thing. It's mm-hmm. it's impressive for two strikeouts, two walks, and then he get, he'll get a ground ball to get lucky out of it. And he's at 100 pitches even in a minor league game in the fourth inning. Right. You know, it's, it's nuts. Well, and that's the thing. We've been talking about this since he was a minor leaguer. It's not yeah. that even when he came up, and, and part of the problem is with Dakota Hudson, of course, is that he came up and he was – the top pitching prospect for a while, right? I mean, now that's, you know, especially in retrospect, a little bit more indicative of what the Cardinal organization looked like at that time. But, you know, there was an idea that, yeah, he's, he's your ground ball guy. He's going to use the defense and the walks don't matter, I guess, to some degree, because he's always been walking guys, but you know, 
when you get to the major league level, you can't do that. I, I, and I don't, you know, the fact that he does get the ground ball right. I mean, I, I think I was listening to Kyle over on talking about birds of guesting this week. And, you know, they were talking about the fact that, you know, if he didn't get 80% ground balls, how bad would he be? You know, I mean, and at some point in time that that's going to get that way. Cause we, we watched it this week when he pitched, he gave up, I think two or three runs in his five innings. Um, but I think every inning ended at a double play ball because, you know, there was always runners on base and with the shift not being as prevalent and with the defense not being as strong, that's just not going to be a good combination for him. So. <laughs> yeah, I know that's uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a, yeah, it's an ugly situation and it's, it's one of those where there, there's an element to, uh, I mean, to me personally that there wasn't a roster decision made on that last year. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, just to, just to, well, I mean, I don't. It, it, obviously, it's not going to matter. But what I'm saying, what I'm trying, I don't know. I'm glad that he's made these starts to solidify what they're going to do, regardless. Yeah. You know, d- down the stretch. But it's not like he would have been missed if he wasn't here, basically. Right. Um. Yeah, the arbitration cases are somewhat interesting this year, just because I mean, you've got Dakota Hudson. Yeah, this would be in his last year, and we, we've talked about him. Tyler O'Neill goes into his last arbitration year. There's a lot to talk about there, and maybe we've done some of that. Maybe we'll do a little bit more going forward. Tommy Edmond is, I mean, if he if they don't trade him, I mean, they'll go to our, I mean, that's he's staying around. Ryan Helsley, same thing. Andrew Kisner, I think. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um. Those are the, that's all you got your five guys going arbitration now. So that's, I mean, it's not a huge class, and I mean, there's gonna be some interesting decisions. But you know, Tyler O'Neill made almost five million dollars this year. Tommy Edmond made four, so everybody else was in the you know two two and a half range. So if that, Andrew Kisner's only a million. So they're not like huge decisions, but I think there's gonna be some intrigue about what you do with. Almost every one of those guys, just because are they are they cut, are they traded, or are they, you know, are they extended? Do you go to arbitration with them? I mean, like they went to arbitration with Helsley last year. Do they do that again? Um, and what is his what is his mindset if they do? Yeah, the uh, he he shot that down really quickly on his socials whenever it word came out that he was angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not sure. I want to. I'm just curious. I want to look something up real quick. Okay. Um, gosh, that's a long way down, but I I don't know. Can you see a situation? Well, I'm not so certain. I couldn't. Could you see a a, a situation this year where they trade Herrera and Kisner? I would be very very surprised. Yeah, I I, I just the reason they say that is I mean. I, I'm not sure what the organization mindset is on Herrera. I think we know what it is on Kisner, and I would almost think it's more likely that Herrera gets moved this year than uh, than Kisner. But I was looking at the uh, pipeline top thirty, and there's two catchers in it. One's in Crooks, of course, is a Triple A guy. And I wonder with the Cardinals, with their history of signing that veteran backup catcher, knowing that it's not going to be a timeshare, but it could be a 75-25, but they have one guy in waiting. Um, I don't, I, I, it wouldn't shock me. I, it, I would, yeah, it, out of desperation, I could see both of them being moved because I, I, 
I do wonder what decisions they made on which one they were they would prefer to keep. So I not that it makes a lot of sense, but just some names that would that would be moving about. It would not shock me if it was both of them. Uh, to be fair, Crooks just moved up to Triple A like the last week from Single A. See, and so, I didn't know that. I just yeah. I knew I knew the name, and I was just going through, and I thought, well, that's at least somebody who who could potentially be knocking on the door, and whatever that means as a catcher of the big leagues, anyway, especially with the Cardinals. You yeah. know, that's we've seen a hundred names do that. So I so I wasn't sure, and I just looked and thought. You know, just just because I feel like they're going to have to move quite a bit off the off the active roster right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I think Herrera's more likely to be traded um, because you've got Contreras. You know, you've got Pajes who played pretty well at Springfield. Probably moves up to Memphis next year. And the crooks, I would expect, will start it at double A, and Kyle could come along and yell at me to him terribly. Yeah, I, yeah, that I um, have. I paid zero, or, you know, the, next to zero attention to this year. Yeah. baseball. It was it was weird, weird, uh, weird thing for me. Yeah, weird year for everybody. Um, yeah. But so I could see them saying, "Okay, Contreras is going to be your starter for a while. Herrera's got a lot of cachet. We need because they're going to have to trade somebody." to treat to get if they're going to try to yeah. get a pitcher that's in the one, two, three spot in their rotation. And maybe a catcher like Herrera's helps in that regard. I don't think it gets you that, but I think it can help you there. Um, you know, then there's the other thing of, okay, you put Andrew Kisner as part of another deal because Kisner's shown that, you know, for the right team, I think he could play every day. Um, I don't know that it's a, I don't think that's what you want. If you're like, contending or if you are it's a team that has a huge a really strong lineup right i mean Contreras has been better with uh, Contreras. um kisner has been better with the bath than i think we expected to but i don't know that you'd necessarily want him to be carrying a significant load of your offense um you know but he's not bad he's not bad either way so if somebody needed a backup catcher or needed a catcher and had a good lineup, you know, maybe he's a part of that deal. So I think either one of them could be dealt. I just, I don't know if they trade both of them because then you're looking at, yeah, I mean, you're looking at somebody like Pajes having to make a pretty good jump to be the backup uh, or you go outside the veteran. You're right. I mean, there is that possibility. You go out, find a, you know. They've always the, seemed to be in love with that. Yeah, they did when they had Yachty. And, but I think the fact that, that whoever you sign there is going to play 40 games versus 10 um, makes a difference now. Yeah, that's true. Um, and maybe more than that, if Contreras is DHing or, or whatever, yeah. maybe closer to 50. Um, so significantly more than you played with the, in the Yachty or Melinda era, uh, unless it, those rare times when Yachty got hurt. But um, so I think that does play a role in it. Um, but I think, I hope, and I think, I'm pretty sure I think, uh, that the front office is going to be open to anything. I mean, that doesn't mean they're going to do it. doesn't mean that they're excited about it. But if there is an opportunity to get a pitcher from the Mariners, you know, one of the many that they have that's better than anything the Cardinals have, um, they if they can do that, you know, if it requires them moving 
a Herrera that they didn't necessarily want to move. If it requires them moving a Gorman that they didn't really want to move. If it requires them doing whatever, I think those the all I think everything's on the table. Um, some things may be closer to the edge, some things may be closer to the middle, but I think everything's got to be on the table this off season. Um, save maybe trading. I mean, you don't you can't trade Nolan Arnado, and you really can't trade. Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, those things are very, very difficult. And Walker win. Okay, so I'm already taking stuff off the table. This is great. Um, I think there are and there's situations, right? Are, are there situations, do you think, that they trade Jordan Walker? I don't, I, I think there are. I don't think they will, but I think there are possibilities, because I think Mo has said it often. Nobody, you you never say no to everything, to nobody being traded. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, I would think so. I would think that there were, uh, I think that that would be a uh, a gamble they would be willing to take. Um, I, I don't know if there is. Well, I, I take that back a little bit. I was going to say, I don't know if there's as much of a, hey, we have to save face on a move type feeling. But I think that's more, I think there's more, that leans more to a yes now than there was five years ago. Be, just due to so, so many of their outfielders going and being legit big league players. I mean, you're going to look at Rosarena and you're going to look at uh, Garcia, you know, in, in Texas. And it's one of those where, I mean, those guys are going to be uh, in playoff lineups <laughs> this year. So I, I think there is an element of a, we can't trade the next guy with that being Walker. But I, I will say it's the, the price tag on some of these starters is going to be extremely high. So I, I, yeah, I'm not sure that it, Mo's going to have definitely have to work some magic to get as many pitchers in as he says he's going to. If they, it's going to be the guys that we think they need to move the needle. Yeah, I mean they're, you know, finding the payroll's going to have to go up, and somebody, it is going to be painful when they trade for for a pitcher. I mean, I just if it's not, it's probably not worth getting. Yeah, degree. Um, if you were to say for you, who's the more untouchable? Walker or win? Oh man, that's a really good question because I want to naturally say, well, it's got to be Walker. I mean, that's you know he he was a he's a coveted bat throughout baseball, but for this organization, I I, I may think it's win because they need that. I don't know what it is. Ozzy has made them synonymous with the everyday shortstop that's going right. to that's going to go out there and be a star and potentially be a guy that's all over the billboards everywhere. So. To the organization, I, I honestly do think it's win, and I think they they're positive enough that he's going to come around and hit a little bit and, and be the guy that's there for the next you know ten fifteen years. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that that's how I I mean that that I feel like any other organization it's a it's it's Walker without uh, without a second second guess, but I, I for the Cardinals it may be win just because they haven't had the they haven't had the stability there in in, in all these years. Well, and it. No, but this not to. Yeah, I I think it's win. I I think it's win, and I think it's also because they don't have depth there, right? I mean, they don't have people that can play shortstop, you know, on a high level. Um, whereas they haven't proven they can just put anybody in the outfield because that's pretty much what they've done with Jordan Walker, right? Uh, I mean, yes, you don't want to trade either one of them, and I don't think they will trade either one of them, but. You know, you can only pick if you had to protect one. Yeah, with this organization, with what this is, and maybe that's a little bit of my personal bias in there. But 
because uh, I do, you know, I grew up with Ozzy, and so you you want that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, I think I think it's win. So, um, but hopefully, like I said, hopefully those two guys are there for a long, long time and um, bring the next Cardinal championship home. So, I uh, look forward to that. Um, anything else that happened this week that was at all interesting? <laughs> I mean, um, I don't. I'm just surprised that they won the game against the Brewers, I guess, to some degree. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, well, it kind of goes back to the pitching. I was, um, I, the tough luck that cost Thompson a game was, mm. uh, it was, it was kind of ugly. I, and you know what, do you get the feeling that he has, has earned the spot to be fifth man, I don't want to say that, but do you think he's first man up right now? He's definitely, if you get the three pitchers that you're saying you're going to get, he is going into spring training with a chance for the fifth spot. Yeah. If, if, if Matt's, cause I think Matt's has got the edge. Matt's is all things being equal. Matt's is going to be your fifth starter, but I also think the Cardinals know that, you know, they saw what the inflexibility did to them this year. Yeah. I think that if Thompson comes out and just is brilliant, then, then again, you know, remember Jake Woodford was really, really good in spring training this year. Um, maybe that's not the way to go about it, but I do think that I think Thompson is your sixth guy. And if Matt struggles, I don't think they hesitate to flip those guys. Cause I think Thompson's probably starts in the, bullpen i don't i don't know that they send him to memphis to keep him stretched out i think they just try to i don't know that should be an interesting question i don't know how you do Palante that him. Hmm? kind of do the Palante move with him i mean maybe i don't i don't yeah that's another name that i'm wondering what the, the, the organization viewpoint is yeah i i don't know i, I mean again you got to go out and get those three pitchers to start with and see where they yeah, I, they shake out well, and that's the thing. I, I'm I I'm still not convinced they're going to go get three guys that are going to be. I think they'll get two that are definitely rotation pieces, big time rotation pieces. I'm still a little skeptical in the third. The uh, not saying that they're not going to go sign a third pitcher, but I do want to. I do wonder if they're going to get a guy that's just going to compete for those last three spots. You know what I mean? A swingman type that's looking for a chance to start. I, I that's how. How I felt. I I I just about texted you last Sunday, and was going to say, would you be? I think it would be underwhelming after this season. But what if one of those three guys was Lance Lynn? What would you think? I think you'd be uh, all right. Um, again, if that's the worst of the three you bring in, agree. Uh, I think if he's your because he could be your four the way Michaelis is pitching this year. Yeah. You know, he and Michaelis could battle for your four or five. Um, or I your feel, three, four, I guess. But I feel like the Cardinals rotation misses a Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. Not exceptional, but you're going to get 100 pitches out of him. And he's yeah. going to compete. And he still strikes out a lot of guys. And it's just one of those that I, I feel like. Lynn has a little bit of Carpenter slash Wainwright in him at their best to where he's going to keep you in ball games and you, and you want him taking the ball. And it's funny when I watched him on, uh, 
on Sunday. And I was like, you know, even, even getting older, he looks exactly the same as he did. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's one of those where I'm like, I, I feel like that type of, that type of guy is one of the things they, they miss, you know, we're, we're angling for the top. I mean, I, if they if we don't hear them, well, we're going to hear them wink, but if, if there's not significant traction with Snell or Nola, I'm going to be angry one mm-hmm. or both. But a Lynn guy, that kind of moves the needle to me just because I feel like that's, you just need a competitor basically is what I'm thinking. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think Michaelis would like to be that. I don't know if he is. And again, the results haven't been there this year for sure, but you're right. I think they're going to need somebody that, you know, Carpenter obviously was that kind of leader. Wainwright has been, like I said, I think Michaelis is trying to step up into that role and, and he'll be the guy that's been here the longest. Sure. At that point in time. Anyway. I mean, you know that, I mean, that's, uh, he's a guy that I like in the rotation. Yeah, I, I think we really kind of need to talk about how his season went, and we'll do that at some point in time in the future. Sure. But um, and what that means going forward. But uh, yeah, I think he's still he's still got it. But I don't know. Yeah, it's trying to decide if he's got that you know that really competitive streak in him. And not, again, all these guys are very competitive. Don't get me wrong; they wouldn't be in the major leagues if they weren't. But I, it's something about. You know, that you're right, that bulldog mentality type of thing. Um, you know, kind of what they looked for. You know, they went out and got John Lackey because of it, right? Because they were needing that kind of kick in the pants to some degree. You know, is that part? Now, it's a, it's going to be very difficult for anybody to make that kind of impact coming in because you go, but maybe it isn't as hard when you bring in a whole lot of new pitchers and everybody's kind of starting out on the same footing. Um, versus when you come into a clubhouse that's got Evan Wainwright, who's been there for forever. So I don't know. I don't. I think that'll be something interesting. But you're right. I think a little bit of maybe. I don't want it like. I don't want them to bring in a jerk. I mean, I mean, yeah, you're wrong. Yeah. And I don't think that, that's that's not the cardinal way either. But I do think you know a maybe more notable aggressiveness because I think some of these guys maybe aggressive on the mound, but kind of laid back in person. If, if you got a little bit more of an aggressive personality, that could be an advantage as well. Which I think Thompson brings a little bit of that. Yeah. You know, and so which may give him a little bit of a, you know, of a, uh, you know, he, he, I don't know. I think that, I think he's really impressed them, you know, as, 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 uh, as we've gone through this. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Obviously, the league's going to adjust to him some, and he's got to make adjustments, and he's going to have to grow, and there's a lot of things that, that go into that. But I think, you know, he's definitely going to be making starts sometime next year in one yeah. way or another. And um, you feel all right with that, which is surprising given how he was doing in the minor leagues. But you know, when you hear more about how the, the strike zone was a mess down there and stuff like that, then maybe you understand it a little bit more. But um so it's, it's going to turn out, I think, you know, we gave him a lot of a grief and I think, I think they deserved it to some degree, but you know, to take him from being that lefty guy that was being very successful last year in that lefty relief role and started out this year that way to send him to the minors to stretch out just to see. And then of course to see him just get kind of blasted, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's definitely looks like it's panning out right now. Right. They put him back. They've obviously, you know, he's probably been the best starter of the, 
he's probably been the best starter of the second half, hadn't he? I would think um, so. So, you know, uh, they wouldn't have gotten that if they hadn't have stretched him out in Memphis. So I guess you give him a little bit of credit there that I, I don't. Now, granted, they, you know, built their pitching depth up. They wouldn't have had to do that. But um, that is a move that seems to have worked out for them. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it, it's, uh, it, I, I definitely, that he's been a bright spot and you know, where we, everybody in the organization, well, I say in the organization, I mean, you and I, we, uh, <laughs> now that we're in the organization, we made the right. conversation of, uh, you know, what, what are they doing with him? Is he going to follow that same path of riding that, uh, transition between bullpen and start and Memphis the whole time? And, do they, they they run him out? Which I think we're we've seen with maybe Woodford a little bit, and we're seeing the early start with Libertor. Yeah. All right, Cardinals have two more games. Um, personally, I'm hoping they win at least they win one of them, so they'll finish with 70 wins. That's just you know my brand. Um, it's it's been rough. There's no doubt about it, and I think we're all kind of glad we're finally getting to this you know last two days and get a chance to celebrate Wainwright and then focus on the winter. Uh, how long do you think it's going to be before you start missing it? Well, it's appointment viewing this weekend, if that tells yeah. you anything. I mean, it's in, even being terrible, I mean, it's uh, it's one that I watch when I'm home every night, you know, and I'm still, mm-hmm. my percentage rate's really high this year. So it, I'm almost, I'll, I may miss it more this year than I do in, in, uh, in past years, it's because I think that we're that we're going to hear so much about him starting right away. You yeah, know, the uh, right right when free agent right after the World Series are done, we and everybody's a free agent. I think that the Cardinals are going to be a play for just about anyone, and uh, it's going to make me you know long for February when they report, and um, it could be a long off season. You know, that's uh, I hope not. I hope that they're in the headlines a bunch, but uh, yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll miss it relatively quickly. Yeah, the off seasons do go by fairly fast because the good thing about baseball off season is then you know a lot of it is um, covered up with Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then you turn sure. the calendar, and you know January is gonna you know a couple weeks into January you get winter warm up, and then by that time you get pitchers and catchers. It, it, it seems like it'll be here, but yeah, yeah. when you're going through it. It can be a little rough. I think the worst part is going to be October, right? Because everybody, there, there will be games going on. And if you big in the postseason baseball, you watch those. Oh, yeah. But the Cardinals aren't can't do anything at that point in time. So yep. the month of October is going to feel probably pretty long for the Cardinal fans. I do you think that they come out in that first week, like? by Monday, Tuesday and do their press conference? Or do you think they wait a little bit? I mean, in the past they've done, they've kind of done it both ways. Sometimes they've come out and done it like a week, a day or two after. Sometimes they've waited like a week or two. I I don't know of any reason why they would have to wait this year to do that, you know, end of the year press conference. Yeah. It's uh, I guess it all depends on how things go with the, I I think there's going to be some coaching shakeup though. Do you, do you agree with that? I don't know. I mean, I they're gonna. They've already said they're gonna try to change the staff. They're gonna. It sounds like they're adding some spots and and things like that. I would not be. They're gonna keep Dusty Blake. They're gonna keep Turner Ward. Uh, 
I maybe they maybe they let Joe McEwen go just because he just kind of says fill in anyway. I don't know how that worked this year. Um, maybe they say if Matt Holiday's ready to come play now. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I mean, and then you get into the other coaching, and it's like, does it mean yeah you'll shift some names? Or does it make any difference? I mean, the only big noticeable thing out of that would be if Willie McGee wasn't back, and that's only because he didn't want to be back, right? I mean, Willie McGee's got a job till he's ready to go home. Um, so I don't know. I think they'll more than anything they'll change position, add positions, and change how the staff approaches. But I don't know that we'll see a whole lot of different you know people that we saw this year not be here next year yeah yeah the uh it, it's i think i think that would be the delay in the uh in any of the press conference and you know what is this going to be the year when we we think that they're going to do so much and they're just they get right to work and don't even have the presser because i have always look forward to that because it kind of yeah. gives you the springboard about what's going on i hope that that's not the situation where they just don't have one it- yeah, I would like to I see think that. Tough this year not to have one. Uh, but then again, I think that I feel like they've talked to the media about their post. You know, because they have been out of it for so long, they've been able to tell. You know, we've already talked about. Hey, we're going to go get three pitchers, or hey, we're doing this, or you know, this. We know this is terrible, and blah 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 blah. You know, I don't know what they could tell us at the postseason press conference that would be any different you know usually we've you know they've not really they've been focused more on this season and so when they get to it at the end of the season or at the end of the playoffs or whatever the case may be then we can really kind of use that as that transition to the offseason we've made that transition two months ago i I don't know i don't know uh i still think they will i still think they should but i don't know like you said unless they're because they're not gonna you know they've already said they're not changing managers, which would be about, and even if they were, you know, you're getting into those playoffs, right? And the baseball doesn't like you to, you'd have to do that like on the Monday before everything started. Um, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know that we'll get a whole lot of anything we hadn't already heard. Cause I think it was last year at the end of the, that's when we, you know, at the presser at the end of the year last year was, Hey, you know, we obviously need a catcher, that kind of stuff. And, you know, up until then we were kind of thinking, well, is it a split between Kisner Herrera? And I think it was that was when we realized they really were going to go out and get a catcher. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, that, I think this, I get your, I get what you're saying and I hope they do one, but I could almost see that this be the year that, that they don't because there's really not much to say. Yeah. And just get right back, right to work. Yeah. And then, yeah, other than announcing any coaching changes, you may be right. Yeah, you may be spot on. Yeah, so we will see. There'll be a lot of stuff to talk about. Alan and I will be here, I'm sure, the next two or three weeks at least, kind of going over the the 40-man and, and things of that nature. And then as, as the holidays get closer, we'll be a little bit more sporadic. But, you know, when the Cardinals have something, we'll definitely try to put a show together for you. Uh, so just stay subscribed, uh, follow us on the Twitters. Uh, we'll have a show out there whenever we can. Um, but until next time for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night. And the home of-